your top stories on Blitz this hour. Springboks put through their paces ahead of England. League football resumes around the globe. Formula One drivers raring to go in Doha. All the latest from the world of tennis. And New Zealand out to bounce back against India. As the Springboks 2021 international season draws towards a close at Twickenham in London on Saturday, time to reflect on some of the key factors that have made them successful during the season in the British and Irish Lions series against the All Blacks in the Gold Coast and indeed here on their UK end of year tour. And one of the most outstanding features of their play has been their scrum. Hanyani Shimangi, it is at times a thing of beauty. Yeah, it's the sweet science, you know. It's, it's been wonderful seeing the Springbok scrum dominate so much. Strong DNA, and we were blessed with good athletes, but you've got to get the most output out of them. And I think that's where the secret has been, you know, in terms of from a cultural perspective. Suso to one achieve, you look at great Springbok teams, always had a good scrum, and they've managed to get that out of this team group of players. I was looking at some statistics over the last two weeks as well that said that the, the, the packs of forwards that they opposed against Wales and Scotland were actually heavier on average, but it's all about cohesiveness and, and technique, isn't it? Yeah, it's technique. I mean, you've got to look at Stephen Kitsoff, Oxen Chair, Trevor Nyakani, Franz Mulherber, who's not here, Vincent Koch. Uh, they, they seem to bring the best up, but the work is a collective. I mean, I've gotten to watch every single scrum session, the effort, the hard work they go through to make, you know, this work. And it's a common, the guys have to work in the gym. You, know, you need a strong core, strong neck, but you need to work as a unit. And never underestimate the power of the back five. That's where the real big men are in South African rugby. We just seem to produce these guys that are over two metres tall, great athletes, explosive athletes, and it comes through at scrum time also. Now the last time South Africa met England was in the 2019 Rugby World Cup final in Yokohama Stadium on the 2nd of November 2019. On that evening, it was an absolutely dominant performance from the Springbok scrum. Do you expect the same at Twickenham on Saturday? Yeah, look, it's a bit of an unknown now with the English scrum, you know, we heard this morning it's a fight club against the bomb squad, um, you know, the, the chirps are really started to come back and forth. But England will be worried about a scrum, you know, it, it would be pretty arrogant of them not to be worried about it considering what we've achieved from scrumming the lines. I think the worst scrum performance was probably against Australia there and, and there's some questionable decisions. But outside of that, we've dominated every single team, including New Zealand in terms of scrumming. So for, for you know, the young props in the England team, it's a massive ask for them to dominate you know they might be able to hold in their own ball but on, on the South African ball there's not much you can do about it so South Africa like we always say they're not going to change their DNA they're not going to change their strategies for England to see what they can bring but expect a massive contest out there England pretty proud about their set piece um, you know they've also generated a lot of penalties but the quality of opposition they played Tonga I think Canada and America previously so this is definitely their biggest challenge uh, so far well the Springbok scrum is a cohesive confident powerful unit and as we said at the start a thing of beauty England have been on a rampage since their Six Nations defeat to Ireland in March going on a run of four successive victories the Springboks stand in the way of making it five Eddie Jones has revealed the team he hopes will avenge their 2019 World Cup final loss which was the last time they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with South Africa the bark forward pack dominated the scrums on that day 
with the experienced trio of Marco Bunipola, Jamie George and Carl Sinkler making up the front row. This time around, it's a more youthful approach from Jones, naming Bevan Rod and Jamie Blamire alongside Sinkler. George and captain Owen Farrell were ruled out of the contest early in the week. The latter state has proved worse than expected. Farrell requires ankle surgery and will now be sidelined for 10 to 12 weeks. Courtney Law steps in as skipper for this weekend's clash against the box. 22-year-old Marcus Smith gets the nod at 10 once again. Joe Marchant is added to the back line, starting on the wing while Manu Tuilagi shifts to center, linking up with Henry Slade. Marchant and Blamire are the only changes to the starting 15 that beat Australia the last time out. The physicality is an important part of Test Rugby and you know, if you look at the history of, of South Africa and England rugby, they've got a 65% winning record and it's probably based on their physicality. You know, they set after the World Cup final where they beat us fair and square, um, that they knew how to play to us, they knew where our weaknesses were and they're implying our forward pack is weak. Well, our forward pack's not weak and we'll have an opportunity on, on Saturday to show that. So we're looking forward to taking him on in the physicality. We're also looking forward to, to trying to expose the weaknesses in their game, which they do have. Some mouth-watering action to look forward to in week four of the Autumn Nations series as England take on South Africa Twickenham. The Principality Stadium in Cardiff will host Wales and Australia, while New Zealand are in Paris for a date against France. Former Liverpool midfielder Steven Gerrard has returned to the Premier League after a three-and-a-half-year stint at Rangers in the Scottish Premiership. The former England player has become Aston Villa's new manager after the sacking of Dean Smith as the club lost five successive league games. It is Gerrard's first job in the English top flight and follows a successful time in Scotland where it took Rangers to the league title, breaking their decade wait for it. I was given a remit three and a half years ago up at Rangers and um, we went on a journey and we completed that remit and um, approximately 10 days ago the opportunity came to join another iconic club and I think it's important to make sure that this press conference is about Aston Villa and um, it was an opportunity that I couldn't let pass me by. Gerard was at pains to point out that he does not see the Aston Villa job as a stepping stone to becoming the Liverpool manager and said he was very proud to be following in the footsteps of former Reds and Aston Villa boss Gerard Houllier, even revealing that current Liverpool boss is ready to give him a hug on the touchline when the two meet. I've been in touch with Jürgen since day one. He arrived at Liverpool. We live in a very similar area. I bump into him very regular when he's walking his dogs. Um, he's a great man, he's a great coach. I think Liverpool are very lucky to have him at the helm. And I'm a Liverpool fan, so long may that continue. Um, he sent me a message and um, he said he's looking forward to a big hug on the side and on December the 11th, so it's something for me to look forward to. Brighton and Hove Albion manager Graham Potter warned that the former Rangers boss is not going to fix the world in these first few days. In charge of the club, the Seagulls manager hopes for all three points when the two teams clash at Villa Park after back-to-back -back draws. No matter how good they are, you know, it's only, you only have a couple of days, so it'd be unfair to say you're going to see um, the Rangers team of three years of Steven Gerrard in two sessions at Aston Villa. So, um, but you're going to expect something different. Um, 
slight changes, I would imagine, in terms of tactically how the team's organised. <clears throat> but um, again, I think you have to be fair to, to Stephen and these guys even in a couple of days, so they're not going to fix the world in that time. Some mouth-watering encounters on the cards as the Premier League returns from the international break. Leicester City welcomes Chelsea to the King Power Stadium, while Anfield will see Liverpool and Arsenal clash with Manchester City and Everton also doing battle. The action will be live on your World of Champions. Veteran fullback Danny Alves revealed that he wants to see Barcelona back to being one of the powerhouse teams on a European stage and wants his place back in the Brazil side ahead of the 2022 World Cup. The defender was presented as a Barcelona player for the second time returning to the Spanish club at the age of 38. The Brazilian arrives as a free agent after leaving Brazilian club Sao Paulo in September. The fullback scored 23 goals in 391 games for Barcelona before leaving to play for Juventus, Paris Saint-Germain and then Sao Paulo. You may see me with a little less hair, but the will and the desire stays the same. I know what this club represents, the history it represents, also its colours. And I accepted this challenge because I know what I can do for this team, not only inside but also outside the club, like I've always done. I didn't see it as an obligation, but I rather saw the pleasure of doing it. And I started calling the president, being very insistent. And maybe I became so insistent that he passed the phone to Chavi, telling him I was being way too obsessive. And in the end, I received Chavi's call telling me he was counting on me if it was my intention to come back. Levante and Athletic Bilbao get match day 14 in a Liga underway. Atletico Madrid will be at home to Osasuna. Barcelona tackle Espanyol and Real Madrid are on the road to Granada. Just three weeks removed from their meeting in the final of the MTN8, Cape Town City and Mamelodi Sundowns collide again, this time in the DSTV Premiership. Sundowns finally reclaimed the top eight crown after nearly a decade and a half, courtesy of a dramatic penalty shootout win, with the game having ended one all after 120 minutes. First silverware of the season in the cabinet, the Brazilians are now focused on maintaining their unbeaten start to the new term and extending their clean sheet record, which stretches back 12 games all the way to last season. The Brazilian's seemingly impenetrable defence comes up against a City attack that have been shut out in five of their nine league games this season. Eric Tinkler's men approach the match on the back of a 2-0 defeat to Amazulu on their travels. They'll be glad to return to the relative comfort of home turf, where they are currently unbeaten in three, including consecutive wins over Lamontville Golden Arrows and Chippewa United. Collecting points on the road is hardly a daunting task for Sundowns though. They demonstrated that last time out with a 4-0 demolition of Marumo Gallants in Pulguane. The only blemish on their otherwise perfect DSTV Premiership record this season was a surprise goalless stalemate with Chipper United in August. How the citizens would love to emulate their coastal counterparts and perhaps Fakhrila Kay's late goal in their recent MTNA tussle will give them the confidence necessary to topple the reigning champions. Match day 11 of the DSTV Premiership kicks off with the clash between Golden Arrows and Orlando Pirates. Stellenbosch entertain Amazulu, while in a repeat of the MTN8 final, Cape Town City and Mamelodi Sundowns renew their rivalry.